0: What's up, podcasters? Welcome to the Ask North 40 Show. This is episode 30, and today we're talking about dog collars and leashes, so let's get into it. At first glance, dog collars and leashes seem trivial, but they are a tool for communication between you and your dog. It keeps them by your side and headed in the right direction. If used incorrectly, they can damage your relationship with your animal. Choosing the right equipment can change your daily tow around the park into a relaxing evening walk with your favorite companion. To learn more about collars and leashes, we're going to talk to our friend, Dr. Richardson at Big Sky Animal Medical Center.
1: Michelle Richardson of Big Sky Animal Medical Center. The flat collars, whether they're nylon or leather, um, I think are great collars. They're usually comfortable. They're typically easy to fit, and they're usually adjustable. So you can get a collar that your dog can grow into. Um, I like the nylon because you can wash them. Um, the problem I see with those is if the dog's not properly leash trained and they pull against it, it can irritate the throat. But truly, almost any collar you pull against can irritate the throat. The chain collars, whether those are kind of the traditional links or there's like a diamond weave version, um, I would consider strictly a training collar. Um, I don't think a dog should ever wear that unattended. I have actually seen some really bad things happen to dogs that were wearing those daily. So I think for a training collar, if you know how to use it appropriately, they're just fine. Um, But it's not something the dog should live in. Same thing with the pinch collars or prong collars. Um, I think there are better alternatives, but if you found that it works or you have a trainer who feels that it works, again, as long as you use it appropriately and just for training, those are okay too. Um, The head halters um, of various brands I think are wonderful. I think dogs hate them until they get used to them. because <laughs> um, They aren't used to having something right over their nose, but they give an owner control without having to tug on the dog. Um, their biggest drawback is the dogs don't like them, and, and they take some practice to fit and use. Um, Harnesses, um, I think in general, if they're fitted well, are great choices, whether that's a no pull harness, whether that's a seatbelt type harness that you can get um, and the dog can wear outside of the car as well, I think can be great choices. It gives you a little more control over the body. Um, If it's a husky or a sled dog, it really does give them something to throw their body against and pull you down the road. So harnesses don't stop dogs from pulling, it just stops them from pulling around their neck. Shock collars, I guess I would consider specifically a training collar and again a very effective training method if you know how to use them properly. And The Martingale collars, the combination of the flat collar and the chain collar I think they're just fine. I put them in the same category as a flat collar for the most part because they release that pressure instantly. You don't have to put them on any special way. You know any collar can get caught on something if a dog you know, runs through trees or tries to jump a fence and gets caught Um, but I think those martingale collars are less likely than a choke collar to cause damage if that happens. I like a six-foot nylon leash for my own dogs, again they're washable, they're replaceable, unfortunately they're a little easy to chew through if your dog gets bored and likes to Mm -hmm. chew through leashes Um, but they're cheaper to replace than a really nice leather leash which can be chewed through also. I guess the biggest thing I find with collars, and I don't know that it's a misuse, but not fitting them properly, it's usually that they're fitted too loosely so they slip right off the dog. If if you hold onto the collar and the dog pulls, they'll slip right out of it. I usually recommend you wanna be able to fit two fingers under the collar between the skin um, and the, the collar itself so it's not too tight. Um, I think a lot of us envision you know, that high-buttoned collar on your shirt and feeling that choking sensation, even though it's not too tight. If, um, if it's leaving marks in the dog, it's probably too tight. Okay. That would be a good start. Um, I think really important that um, if someone's buying a harness, that you show them how to put it on correctly, um, and that they practice, because I've seen harnesses upside down, um, with the legs through the wrong holes, um, so that can be an issue. I mean some of those harnesses are a little bit confusing and the fronts look like the backs and the tops look like the bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in some ways harnesses are a little easier to fit than collars because they're less likely to slip out of them. Um, but again the things I see is if, if you're getting a lot of fur wear it's probably too snug. If the dog is oozing out from between the straps, it's probably a little too snug and your dog probably needs to lose some weight too, but loosen that harness up a little bit. Um, you should look and make sure that's not rubbing up under the armpit areas um, is a big problem if, it's, if the dog has outgrown it. That tends to be the big problem area. They get a harness for a puppy and the puppy grows rapidly and they can still get the harness on so you assume it's okay but there's a buckle rubbing somewhere, a strap rubbing somewhere that's causing problems. Awesome. So we were
0: just wondering what do you recommend to look for for leashes and collars?
1: Boy, that's a good question. Um, I think there are certain dogs, especially if they have tracheal issues or neck issues that will do better in a harness than in a traditional collar, a traditional flat collar. Um, I'm a much bigger fan of flat collars than um, choke collars, the metal chains, unless you're using them specifically for training and you know how to use them um, because you can put them on backwards, you can just use them inappropriately and can be a little too rough. Um, I'm also a big fan of head collars, the Halties or Gentle Leaders or there's a whole variety of those that instead of putting something around the neck It goes over the muzzle and behind the ears. So for dogs that haven't learned really nice leash manners or for a really big dog and a small person, it gives the person more control without having to resort to any harsh measures. It's kind of like leading a horse on a halter. You control the head and if you control the head, the body's gonna follow the head.
0: So that's it for episode 30 of the Ask North 40 Show. Thanks for watching. Also, special thanks to Dr. Richardson at Big Sky Animal Medical Center for all the help. If you're interested in dog college Alicias, leashes, don't forget to stop in North 40 Outfitters or check us out at north40.com. Also, if you have any more questions, comment below, cont- or let us know on social media, and we will try to make a show out of it. Until next time, have a great day. What's up, podcasters? That's it for episode 30 of the Ask North 40 Show. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions that you'd like to see on a future episode, comment below, get into us on social media, and we will try to make that happen. If you're interested in dog collars and leashes, don't forget to check out North 40 Outfitters, North Forty, or north40outfitters.com. Until next week, we will talk to you then.